Hello, my fellow theatre lovers and podcasters out there. Welcome to the show this week. On today's show, we've got a special guest, Colin Finley from the Phoenix Theatre Company. He's going to talk a little bit about his involvement within the theatre. He's also going to let us know what favourite animal he'll love to be. And stick around to hear if he's had any wardrobe malfunctions. Loads more chat. We're like the same theatre. Let's get the show on the road. I'm your host, Nathan. Well, hello, Colin, and welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me, Nathan. No problem. Right, well, I think we'll get started straight away with uh, introducing yourself a little bit to the listeners that are listening to this podcast right now. Yeah, so my name's Colin Finley. I'm the chair of Doncaster Phoenix Theatre Company, and I've been for a few years, and I've been involved in the theatre uh, and performing arts and musicals for, oh, about 15 years now, to be honest. Not something I had much years. of a... An interesting before uh, I was asked to to, to join for a I musical. It might be even longer than that because I've been doing it for about fifteen years as well. And I'm sure you started a little bit before. Well, I'm a little bit older than you, and my memory's <laughs> going, mate. To be honest with you, you yeah. know what it gets like when you get close to, to your forties than your thirties. You know what I mean? Yeah, I still think forties <laughs> uh, quite a young age in um, my eyes. Yeah, and mine too, I suppose. But yeah, um, what else can I tell you about me? I um, work with and, and support disabled adults and try and get them involved in theatre as, as well and, and performing arts. Um, and I'm a, a family ma- man. Yeah. yeah, I've been described once as a general dog's body but all-round good egg by a friend okay. of mine. Okay, so <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> it, it, it means, uh, you know, I'm happy to help out a lot of other people um, and I'm a good egg, you know. I'm not a bag of, yeah, I'm the one that sinks to the bottom of the cup. I think I've said that right. Right, okay, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, on that note then, um, obviously that's a little bit about... On the it. note of eggs. On the note of <laughs> eggs, yes. Let's let's talk about egg subjects. Okay. Uh, e- excellent. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. So, um, let's explain a little bit more. So, that's a little bit about you, but why don't you explain to the listeners and the people that are listening to us um, a little bit about your background Within theatre, we know you've been doing it fifteen years. Yeah, and we know you're Colin Finlay from Phoenix Theatre, and obviously you're a good egg. But what what is your background, and what what are you doing now as well? Yeah, well, uh, if I take it right back to when I was at school, I had no interest in performing drama. I was really shy and quiet, and uh, I, I had no interest in it whatsoever. If somebody asked if I wanted to go to the theatre to watch anything, I would would say no. Um, and then I went to study sports development and leisure and tourism at Melton College, and they had a drama section there, and they did lots of performances, and again, didn't really have any interest in, in it whatsoever at that point in my life. And then when I worked in uh, Rosington in, in, um, as a community sports development worker, yeah. a colleague of mine said, um, oh, have you thought about trying theatre? You know, you're quite a confident guy. And I thought, well, I'd, I'd give it a go. He said, oh, we could do with more men to stand in back as cowboys for Calamity Jane. Right, okay. And I thought, oh, I'll give that a go. It was about six weeks before they uh, performed at the, the old Doncaster Civic Theatre, a fantastic place where I started my performing... I, I, say, I was going to say career, but it's not a career. Um, it's just more of a pastime. Well, some people, even at an amateur level, see it as a... Uh a little bit more than a hobby, don't they? Yeah, or a stepping stone to yeah. to making it a career, as, as some of our um, famous people have in the society I'm involved with now. Sheridan Smith, she played Annie for us many, many sure. years ago, yeah, before I was involved in, in the group. 
so yeah, it's a, it is a great stepping stone, and that for me was uh, where I started. So it was six weeks before the production. They were still desperate to have men, as a lots of uh, amateur dramatic society groups are. Yeah, they tend to true. struggle for, for for men. So yeah, I, I stood in the back and got a few lines, and I even had a, my own scene dedicated to me called the injured Colin scene, where I the injured I, I, Colin yeah, where scene. I got dragged through the saloon doors with. You know, makeup blood all over me and that sort of thing. And, you know, the, it, even to this day, it, it was my first production. But I have to say, even now, it was probably my, my favourite and most yeah. memorable production. And, and I got the bug, uh, as, as you do. I'd say, obviously, from, you know, we've known each other for quite a long time, Colin. A very long time. <laughs> I'll not go into the story that Colin <laughs> um, always tells everyone how he knew me and how it began. Maybe we might drop there and we'll see. It might be fun for them to know. <laughs> but, um, you know, I notice, like, when you're doing the shows, and obviously when I come and watch, it's been a while since I've done a production with you, that, you know, you seem to have... The most parts you seem to have are the drunk parts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the waiter, yeah, the, the waiter. policeman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely a drunk part, especially with uh, Martin. I think there's been a few shows <laughs> where you've been the double act, where <laughs> you're both paired up as a drunken homeless man. I, I definitely <laughs> tend to be one of those that has the most costume changes in the production. Yeah. Um, and, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's somewhat harder sometimes than having to wear the same thing and being in the same character the whole time. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, on that note, with regards to costumes, mm. I've got a question for you. So, have you had any wardrobe malfunctions? Like, have you, has anything gone wrong? If not, do you know anyone if it's gone wrong? I, I suppose, yeah, I've made a couple of mistakes and, and little things that have gone wrong. And I remember, in particular, in Half a Sixpence, I was one of the shop boys. And um, one of my sort of actions and lines was to get a letter out of my pocket of my shirt and show it to uh, to Kipps and say, oh, yeah. what are these then? Scotch mist, as though he's been writing love letters. And he said, I ain't got no love letters. And I said, what are these then? And then I remembered while I was on stage <laughs> mid-scene that I'd not put my letters in my pocket, so I couldn't physically get anything out oh, to, to, no. to show him. So What did you do? I, I went behind the shop counter and pretended to get some from underneath and just threw my hands up. And, um, stage license. Lo- luckily, um, Chris Webster is a fantastic actor in, in the in the area. He was playing Kips, and uh, it, he got straight away what I'd done, and uh, he, he got on with covered, it really, really he well. He covered for you. Yeah, I mean, we've had other stuff happen. I remember... In uh, Anything Goes, where one of the side stairways collapsed on stage, oh, yeah, and we had to that. use one one side when that uh, was my first show, and I, I, I was remember. the purser there, yeah. and I think I said all oh, ashore, that's going ashore about a hundred times. I remember that there, <laughs> um, and the, the my, my favourite one uh, mistake that somebody made was a, a guy called Willa. Uh, pardon me, I can't remember his, his last name, and. One of his lines uh, was to, I don't want you to read any of that filth in my shop or any of that muck in my time. And he got the word filth and muck mixed up. I'm not going to tell you what he said. You can, <laughs> you know, we'll leave that to speculation. But okay. he, he, he said a swear word on stage and he got a couple of laughs from the audience at a time yeah. where they shouldn't have been laughing. Any complaints? <laughs> no. Oh, thank you. No, no. But, uh, <laughs> it, was, it, it was good. But yeah, I mean... It keeps you on your toes, and I kind of like to play those little parts rather than have the limelight of a big part because 
as as chairman for society, there's a lot of sort of pressure really to put on the show and make sure everyone's happy. And I don't actually like that pressure and that mm. responsibility mm. of being that main person. You know what I find? Because I obviously I started just doing chorus parts just to get in it and see what it was like. And I'll be honest, I feel like having a main part is a big deal. And there's a lot of lines and it's the singing as well. But I find with the chorus parts, I've got loads more to do. Yeah. I, you've got to be on the ball. You're playing, a, like you said, a waiter or, you know, you're playing a boy. or you, You've got that many different parts. You've Absolutely. got to be on it, haven't you? With your you costume have. changes, your lines, knowing when they're coming and out. Yeah. It could be just a one-liner and you need to figure out, hang on, where in this scene is the Yeah, is this and you've line? got to rely on the person before you saying their line. Yeah, right, exactly. And prompts and, and, and everything so else. I, to me... Being a chorus part and being a few different chorus parts is a lot more difficult. Uh, it might be a little bit more difficult in in some ways, but yeah, obviously, I, I know people will yeah. have different opinion. And the I big... think the thing is with the chorus, if you do make a mistake as part of the chorus, it's not as noticeable. Yeah. And, I'm, that, yeah, and that's what so. I'm <laughs> worried about so much. <laughs> um, but I, I say that, and I, I kind of my two the two parts that I've played, which I suppose. Uh, sort of a little bit beyond that, I played the part of Daddy Brew Beck and sung the song The Rhythm of Life in Sweet Charity. That was lots and lots of fun. Um, and I think we're going to play that song song today. And yeah, the later, other yeah. um, part that I had was The Guard in The Wizard of Oz. So I had my own little solo singing. One show I would definitely love to do. So I, I pushed myself a little bit there and I, I don't think I'd be prepared to push myself beyond those sort of levels of per- performing. Mm. Um, I know... You're a little bit different to that. You really like to push yourself and challenge yourself, and uh, sort of I, re- I respect you for that. Yeah, and and you know the only reason I I, I never used to. I do do it still for enjoyment. It's more of a hobby to me um, because obviously what other jobs and what commitments everyone has in life. And for me, I, I feel I like it and enjoy it more as a hobby. Yeah, and uh, and just to do it on the side. Obviously, I enjoy teaching it as well, but. Um, but yeah, I, I do prefer it as a hobby, and uh, most people are different. I just uh, as a career, I just don't. I do like to still push myself though, yeah, just to challenge myself so I don't mess up them lines. Cause you know, in 2014 when we did Guys and Dolls, Danny will know this if Danny's <laughs> listening. There was one scene, just yeah. one scene I could not get. And. Uh, Snake eyes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> snake eyes, you lose. And it wasn't that line. It never was. And, you know, Danny, top man, you know, fantastic person and actor, performer in general. Uh, you know, he covered for me everything. I think Wednesday night was one of the nights I actually got it right and he was shocked. And, I, and then, you know, we just had to carry on playing. And some at the time when he threw it and he went, snake eyes, you lose. And he said, uh, you can't lose. He went, just kidding, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, those are the fun it's moments. It's them things like the, the number everything just threw, man. You know, you probably get that on stage, don't you? In general, it's just, it just throws you. You do. Luckily, yeah. we're surrounded by very talented other actors and actresses who can help each other get out of situations when we get into those situations. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, so what we're going to do then is I think it's time we play a song. Fantastic. So, Colin, can you just tell the listeners now what song you've chosen and why? 
Yeah, so I've I've gone for the song "The Rhythm of, of Life" okay. um, because what musicals from that? that it's from one? Sweet Charity. Sweet Charity. Um, I loved the musical Sweet Charity, and it's when I really first pushed myself. I've said before mm. to sort of step up to to the plate. It was the opening song of Act Two. So you know, in the right. interval, I was getting my makeup changed and getting me uh, me wig on, and, and this is probably one of the big parts you've ever done. The, the biggest part I've, I've ever done, yeah, because it literally opened with the song, and then I came in singing, you know, Daddy started out in San Francisco, tooting on his trumpet <laughs> loud and mean. I can't remember it all now, but yeah, we're gonna yeah, play yeah. it anyway. So I hope you enjoy it, guys, as much as I enjoy playing the part. So, yeah, what we're going to do then, guys, we're going to play this song. We'll be back with you. So keep listening, and we've got some other amazing questions to ask Colin. Example is what animal it would like to be. So we're going to get that on straight after this song. Enjoy, everyone. There's no song on this show at the moment. If you head over to our podcast on Spotify, you can listen to the songs Colin has chosen. Musical madness. Yeah, welcome back to the show, everyone. And uh, we, I think we still got Colin here. Colin, are you here? I'm still here, mate. Fantastic. So Gone we are going to get started with the next part of the show. Right, let's get on and ask him a few more questions. I'm going to get straight to it, Cole. Okay, I'm a bit nervous now. <laughs> I said it like that. You don't need to be nervous. Don't you worry, little <laughs> teapot. Okay, so what I'm going to ask you is what major join kind of the theatre industry in regards of performing you know like you said with your first show what actually made you do it like why did you go and and do it and try it give it a whirl um i don't know a little bit of risk i suppose uh i did it because i was asked yeah um, to do it and i'd never like to say no um, but actually, when I was asked, I actually thought, do you know what? I could really enjoy something like that. Actually, yeah, and, and have you done anything like that beforehand? Never. Never been on stage, never performed, never no? done anything. Nope, nothing no. at all. Oh, that was good then. It's good that you just kind of took that leap of faith because it's not for some people, I guess, performing. No, I mean, don't get me wrong, before I went on stage, I was quite a confident person in myself. Yeah. So, you know, although there's always nerves stepping on stage for every mm, single yeah. performance, and that's healthy to to have um generally speaking um I, w- I was quite a confident person it was no issue to me i just thought yeah give it a go and um everybody made me feel really welcome at the society and uh, helped me to enjoy my first experience and you know it w- same with anything really mm. if you enjoy your first experience then you know you keep at it really yeah brilliant so um i guess going on to the next question the one that i know all the listeners I've 100% been waiting for. <coughs> and the question is, if you could be an animal, what animal would you be? Oh, that's an interesting it question, is. isn't it? It is. It's and it's a question I remember you kind of get asked as part of icebreakers when you do training sessions and, and things <laughs> like that. And I'm sure I always answer differently. I, I ask don't myself know every day. Um, <laughs> Maybe, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking now, I'm trying to think out of the box a little bit and think, um, yep. in, in maybe a chameleon. A chameleon? Yeah. Go on and tell me why. Well, obviously because with all the costume changes and all the scene changes, every time it moves, it changes colour, doesn't it? Yeah. So, you know, that's pretty much me. Every time I go on stage, I've got to look something different. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, maybe let's let's do that. A, a sort of lizard, chameleon. Chameleon? Yeah. Wow. 
Okay, so there you go, guys. That's a it. chameleon is his choice of animal. And I know you've been itching and waiting with these songs and the interview before and to know this question. <laughs> Deal breaker for you. <laughs> okay, so moving on, I've a few more questions I got for you, and uh, you know, you just tell us. But do you have a moment in all these production shows um, and stuff? Do you have a moment that you've really enjoyed? Like it just comes to you like that, you know, that you, it's your most fondest memory. It could be when someone said summer. It could be a show that you've done. It could be a certain scene. Um, or it could be, we, as we know when we do shows, it could be the after-party kind of stuff, the show, the social side of things. Is there a moment that's really memorable? <clears throat> There's probably a couple. Um, getting a standing... Anything saucy? Get... <laughs> I'm kidding. No, nothing saucy. Nothing <laughs> that I can say on air, anyway. Fantastic. Um, I suppose getting a standing ovation is, is always overwhelming, um, mm. and you never forget that, you know on your opening night when the audience stand up, you know, all you've worked hard for all those months mm. uh, really make a difference. Um, fr from a comedy point of view, because my accents are not always that great, um, you know, literally I'm a, yeah. a Donny lad what's who your, gets on stage your, doing a bit worst of... worst accent? Uh, probably Yorkshire, even though I'm a Yorkshire man. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because if you're, York, if you're from Yorkshire and you say you're from Yorkshire, everyone does the Yorkshire accent, yeah. even though the Yorkshire, they go, Crazy. Yorkshire pudding, that is. Like, they go a little bit more Yorkshire when you don't need to be. But but this happened years and years ago, in, and I think it was in Oliver. Okay. And one of my lines as the, the police officer was, what did he look like? And I said it like, <laughs> what did he look like? So now, even to this day, every time <laughs> I speak to a certain couple of individuals, they'll usually answer the phone and say, yeah. what did he look like? <laughs> I'm not name-dropping Danny Glover at all or Martin Blagden. <laughs> put them on this show twice. I've mentioned about Martin Danny. Oh, crazy. <laughs> we must have the same friendship group. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, I suppose, you know, those are things that I remember. Mm. Uh, I'll never forget the look on the captain's face on the, for Anything Goes, when I was the person, I had to pass him the passenger list. Right. And I very naughtily, um, on the final production, put a picture of a lady in the book. So when he opened it on stage live. Yeah seeing his reaction there and thinking, I think I might have made a mistake here. Uh, I'll never forget that sort of moment of uncomfortableness. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's definitely memorable, yes. but for a different reason, not for yeah. a joyous one. No. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good to hear. So um, now, kind of, we've had some fun. We've had some really good laughs on this, uh, this kind of chat, I would call it. And, uh, but, Getting into the serious kind of business, obviously you're from Phoenix Theatre. I know, obviously, that you help towards running Phoenix Theatre. Yeah. Um, I think let's let's touch on, I, I guess, a more <coughs> serious subject. Uh, everyone knows that we've been in lockdown and COVID for our, nearly a year now. And I would like to know, and I'm sure the listeners would, is as a society, Phoenix Theatre, how has this impacted you? How has it impacted Phoenix Well, and you as it, the chairman? It's obviously impacted on the industry as, mm. as a whole and, yeah. and our friends from Doncaster Stage Productions were impacted in an enormous way when they had to cut their production to a halt on dress rehearsal night. Um, we've had to postpone two of our productions. We um, had two. cast... Wow. 
um, Shrek. We had an amazing cast prepared for Shrek, and just prior to starting our rehearsals, um, we went into lockdown, so we had to postpone that. Um, and our following production, um, which is the production we are currently planning for, is for Adam's Family, uh, which is later this year good productions as well yeah i mean obviously there's still a lot of difficult decisions to be made uh, around the coronavirus and you know how rehearsals might look and whether or not that's still possible to to do um and potentially some tough decisions to to make Uh, but we've got a great committee of volunteers and we'll make the decisions together but what i can say is that there's at least there's hope Um, there's hope for the industry Mm. We're still excited about putting on those two productions, which are our next two productions. Yeah. And hopefully the audience are just as excited as us and they will get their bums on the seats. And uh, You know what? Hopefully so. I know obviously the site has been impacted um, financially as, you know, we're not being able to put the productions on. And, yeah. But I bet it's got to impact to the people within your society and then uh, who auditioned and put all the effort in learning the stuff and doing it. I think it was Shrek. Was you uh, gonna, absolutely, do, yeah. You know, doing all that and you've gone through all that process to then it not happening and you're not sure when. Yeah. And you're trying to trying to organise it and do bits and bobs. That's got to impact. Is anyone or any people that you know of, you don't have to name them, that you you know is definitely impacted? Um, I'm not too sure. I Always think, looking forward to still yeah, trying to do I the role. Yeah, I think because we've, we've kept them well informed in terms of what our plans are and, yeah. and what we hope and, and our aspirations, everyone's been very supportive of it throughout, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely there's a lot of sort of sadness um, around mm. the society as there is across the board, but we're just, we're, we're just optimistic, especially now in recent news and, and changes and, and hopefully things will continue to improve. We can get back on track, get back on stage, and put on some amazing productions again for the people of Doncaster and the wider community. That's brilliant. That's uh, you know what? That's that's just really good to hear that. You know, you as a I would say local society in Doncaster, that that the fact that you still got hope as a society and the people within it, and you're still looking to try and put on these shows. I really do hope after all this that, you know, people in the community and the public do come and watch the show. So, guys, if you're listening now and you've got nothing to do, wherever you're listening, get following Phoenix Theatre on Facebook. Okay, Colin, can you just tell them what the official name on Facebook is so they can search? Is it Phoenix Theatre Company? The Phoenix Theatre Company. The Phoenix Theatre Company. Okay, so get following on Facebook, guys. You know, if you see any of the shows that they're doing, honestly, it's fantastic. I went to watch Made in Dagenham twice, maybe three times, actually. I remember that was honestly one of my favourite shows. So Amazing modern. Amazing show. So modern and up-to-date. And, uh, but it, it had... I say it's up-to-date. The show itself is from what, what year again? Mate, I'm no good with that sort of stuff. <laughs> I can't remember. What, it, you know, it, it, the story itself... I couldn't tell you what decade, never mind what year. <laughs> I couldn't tell you my birthday. <laughs> um, yeah... It, you know, it's got a great message in there, and obviously it's regarding the woman's rights and yes, equal absolutely. pay and all that. So, yeah, it's such a great mod- uh, musical, but it's up-to-date in regards of the songs, how they were written. It's a great chorus musical yeah. and as a chorus person yeah, uh, and as a male chorus person as, as well. It's just very raw and raw and in-your-face and have it. And it's one of those <laughs> yeah. things where you can really 
let your emotions go and yeah, some drop and get in. Yeah, yeah. Just give it some oomph, you know. Made in Dagenham, laid in Dagenham, shame we're hey, stop under, it. They might get in touch with me with copywriting. <laughs> it's great. Uh, <laughs> right, okay, Colin. So, you know, fan, thank you for coming on um, the Musical Madness podcast. Me. Really and, appreciate uh, it. No, I think we've had some really good chats there, a little bit about you and Phoenix Theatre and and uh, some fantastic stories. And thank you for telling your stories to the listeners and, no and myself. You know, I, I appreciate that. So before we leave now, um, can you just tell the listeners at, uh, at home or wherever they are um, what your last and final song is that you would like to play? Yeah, so it's from a musical I've, I've been in twice. And the uh, the lady who, who played the, the main part, Mary Kings North, played Calamity Jane, um, fantastic musical. It's a song from that. It's not one of the well-known chorus numbers, Black Hills mm. of the Co, uh, Whip Crack Away and all that, yeah. uh, although they're great songs. I've chosen a song that I find quite funny, and it's um, in the summer or the winter, and it's I Can Do Without You, where they're just back and forth from one character to another, saying, I could do without you, and using loads of lines. So the final song is I Can Do Without You from Calamity Jane. Okay, guys, so you've heard it from Colin. He's going to put on the song I Can Do With You. I Can Do Without You. I Can Do Without You. Oh, thanks. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. (laughs) From Calamity Jane. So we're going to stick it on right now. Enjoy. And Colin, thank you very much for being on the podcast. No problem. Hopefully I can come back again at some point soon. Likewise too. Right, guys, enjoy this next song. Hi, everyone. Just to let you know, there's no song on this show at the moment. If you head over to our podcast on Spotify, you can listen to the songs that Colin has chosen. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening on today's show. Hope you really enjoyed it. The chat with Colin and myself and Phoenix Theatre. Give him a follow on Facebook. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Musical Madness Podcast. That's me done this Friday, and hopefully I'll... Get yous to listen next Friday. See you guys later and take care.